is hat day. So if you have a hat, go ahead and wear it proud. Go wiggle your head like this. Wiggle your head, girl. Come on now. There it is. There it is. Hey, many, many, man. Why don't you guys find two people that you usually don't talk to and give them a big hug and tell them, get ready, get ready, get ready. Come on. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Kevin says everybody wants he wants a hug. So everybody run to Kevin. He wants a hug. I didn't see anybody give him a hug. He wants one. He wants it. Ricky says he wants a hug. Come on, give him a hug. A nice, long, big hug. Come on, hug him. If you're next to him, hug Ricky. There he is. He needs it. He wants it. He wants it. Hey, man, why don't you guys come to the front? <laughs> can you stop hugging Ricky? Why don't you guys come, <laughs> come to the front, Ricky? You too going to be afraid. Hallelujah. Can I get a hallelujah? Can I get a praise God? Praise God. And man, I'm so excited to be in the house of God. If you are too, say, I love you, Jesus. Let's just do these house rules. Number one, once you're here, you are here. No more leaving. Number two, no fighting, cursing, threatening, gang affiliation, all that. Amen. These rules save your life. Number three, no talking when someone is on the mic. When I'm talking, no talking. Number four, shut off all cell phones. Go ahead and put them on, off. If you know your mommy has to call you, go ahead and put them on vibrate. But other than that, turn them off. Number five, no PDA or the like. The six-inch rule. Six-inch rule. Why don't we have uh, Tito and... Jeremiah, come up on the stage and demonstrate the six-inch rule. So what is a six-inch rule, guys, quickly? That is more like a foot. That's like a yardstick rule. <laughs> that is the Okay, six, six inches. Six inches is about this deep. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that that's, that's good. Don't touch girls. <laughs> that is our rule. Don't touch girls. Girls, don't touch guys. That is the rule. <laughs> guys are like this. Don't touch. <laughs> And number six, respect the leaders and that is the golden rule, baby. Who added that? <laughs> Who's back to not spell that word? Respect the leaders and each other. And number seven, that's the most important rule in the house of God is what? Well, one more time. That's allowed what? Father, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus, God, you would release joy in this place. That God, you will release a passion in our hearts to worship, to sing songs, God. God, I pray for a refreshing and outpouring of your spirit, God, of just your love to flow in this room. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, and everybody said, this first song, we all like to sing it. We love it. It's our favorite song because we say so. It's called, Jesus, you make one, two, three, four. Go clap those hands. You guys ready? Here we go. And Jesus, you make everything beautiful. Jesus, you make everything beautiful. Most declare. Jesus, you make everything beautiful. 
I'm serving love with you. What can men do? Can't hold me back anymore. Come sing, you spin. You spin over me. And you are pleased when I spend myself on you. I'm gonna let go. Really worship, letting my dance come forth. Dance, dance. But let the spirit move you. Dance, dance. The Holy Spirit in you. Dance, dance. But let the spirit move you. We dance, we dance. Let the spirit move you. Come right now in the attitude of worship. Let's just give our all to God right now. I want to worship you. I offer up my heart. I offer up my heart. Suffering, sing to you. Come on, lift your worship in this place. Come on right now, Lord, you have my heart. Take my heart, take my heart, Jesus. Take my heart, take my heart, oh Lord. Take my heart, take my heart, Jesus. I focus on you right now, oh Lord. So Lord, we dance, yeah. Dance, let the spirit move you. Dance, dance, the Holy Spirit in you. Dance, dance, let the spirit move you. Let the spirit move you. Come and move me today. I want to be moved to you. Jesus, it's not just a religious habit. It's every time we sing a fast song, we dance. But it's my heart's expression to you. I give you my own. I give you my own, Jesus. I give you my worship, Lord. I give you my worship. It's always been about you. Just come on right now. Just invite you to his presence. Come on, just take as much as you want. Come on, drink deep in his presence. The Bible says that his presence, his spirit is like a river. Rivers that would overrun in your life And sometimes you just need God to refresh you Sometimes in your life just things have been dry Just your relationship with the Lord has been dry Come on and waking it up right now Just enter in His presence And let His rivers of His love Let the rivers of His peace Just overwhelm you right now Just invite Him in your heart Say, Jesus, I welcome you Oh, we invite you, Lord Oh, come and have your way, Jesus. Come have your way, come have your way. Come and have your way, come and have your way, oh, Lord. 
come and have your way, come and have your way, Lord. Come and have your way, come and have your way, Lord. So long. Come and have your way, come and have your way, Lord. Come on. Come and have your way, come and have your way, opportunity, just the opportunity for you to come before the Lord. I know I say that a lot, but there is a power, there is a glory, there is a grace, there is a forgiveness of sins, there is a freedom only found in Jesus that no attitude, no demonic spirit can overtake. I just come against every demonic spirit, every demonic attack that's come against you guys in the name of Jesus. I just come against those thoughts of depression. In the name of Jesus, I bind it. Devil, you have no authority in their lives. I bind it and I break it in the name of Jesus. Loose them in the name of Jesus. Let their worship be loosed in the name of Jesus. Father, we offer it unto you. Jesus, by your power, we come before you. And we say, have it all. We say, have it all. To break it off your children, Lord. Break it off. Break it off, the chosen generation. Break it off, break it off. Lord, if that was you right now, there is some bondage, there are some struggles, there have just been some things that have been heavy on your heart, and you know exactly what they are. Just right now, in an attitude of worship, an attitude of surrender, just lift your hands with everybody in this place. Lord, it's a sign of surrendering to God. They were saying, God, I'm done dealing with it. God, I'm done messing with that. I'm leaving it at the cross where your power transforms, where your power changes. Start with me. Start with me, Lord. 
Share with me, share with me, oh Lord, share with me. Come and have your way, come and have your
in a desert that you haven't been able to get out of. It's a spiritual desert. You've been trying. You've been trying to come to Jesus, but he doesn't seem to work. It just seems like you're in a desert, and when you look for help, there's no one around for miles upon miles. You feel like you're in a struggle by your own. Oh, Jesus Christ is closer than a brother. He's closer than a friend. He lives inside of you. If that's you right now, I just want you to come up to this stage right now. Just right now. If you're already here, just stay here. But if that's you, just come up to this altar right now in a sign of surrender. It's a sign of a desperate need unto Jesus. I don't want my heart to be offensive to you. I don't want my thoughts to be offensive to you. That when you try to heal, when you try to speak life, I push you away. Oh, when you invite me, I turn my back and I go the other way. When you say there's a better way, when you say I know I what you're going through, we turn our backs to you. Oh, Jesus, forgive me from turning away from you. Forgive me for turning my back towards you. The only one that loves me, the only one that truly cares. The only one that knew, the only one that can share my pain. Oh, when you died on a cross, you shared my pain. know me, you know me so well, Jesus. How can I act as if you don't know me, Lord? How can I act as if you don't know what I'm going to? How can I stand 
and look upon your face and look upon your body as if those hands were bruised for me as if those feet were pierced for my transgressions oh Lord oh you took the pain you took the pain just to say I know what you're going through I know what you're going through I'm there with you oh your hands oh your hands they carry the mark of love cause you're my lover and you're my lover Yes, you're my lover, Jesus. Yes, you're my lover. I ask you to search my heart, Jesus. If there's any offense in me, oh God, that you would rip it out. Oh, that you would take that thing from me. Oh, take that thing from my heart and set me free, Lord. To carry any offense that towards your cross, any offense that towards your words, hold on and take it from my heart. Oh, you haven't tried it all. Until you come to me He says you haven't tried it all Until you come to me Oh, you haven't seen anything Until you see my face You haven't seen anything Until you see my glory Oh, what a sight Oh, what a sight There's no more pain There's no more pain There's no more strife you haven't seen it all until you see my face, face of love. Oh, it's the face of love. It's the face of love. Oh, come on, it's the face. our song show me your glory show me your ways come on Let's show me your glory show me I will lead you, I will lead you to quiet waters. And I will lead you to greener pastures. Do you trust me? Do you 
trust me Do you trust me You believe in my word Would you give me your life Would you give me your life Required all from you Would you give me your life Will you surrender all Oh Jesus Right now in the spirit I just feel there's a grace for us to surrender some things Oh, just some things that have been bothering us, some things that have just been destroying us, whether it's baggage from the past, whether it's just the emotions that you carry off a relationship. Come on, right now, I feel there's a grace for you to surrender that thing, that thing you just haven't been ducking, that thing you just haven't been avoiding. There's a grace. God is allowing you just to surrender right now. Oh, surrender. I surrender and I give in and I won't stop running and I'll let you That's your heart. Come on, the Lord is speaking so gently today. Oh, He knows you by name. Come on, just receive right now. Just receive right now.
for just this past couple of things that I'm just saying that wasn't me, guys. It was just the Lord pouring out His help for you, just using me. But one thing God is just directing me right now in the sound of worship that we do. So many times we think that we're alone. But if you're in this place, just close your eyes with me. Many times when we close our eyes, it's pitch black. We don't see a thing. We won't want to move anywhere because we don't trust where we'll step. Whether or not the next step would hurt us. Whether the next step is the right step in the right direction. But I feel God just leading us even in that uncertainty, even though we can't see it. That when we close our eyes, He will lead us. story of a preacher his name was Jimmy Hip and Pastor Joe shares this story his friend from Bible Bible College Joey Hip was a was a popular preacher he's a very well known preacher This young man, Joe's friend Wayne, he was he went around. He's like, man, I gotta find out what that man of God is doing, because everywhere he goes, man, the spirit of God moves upon the service. The spirit of God moves upon the congregation. And just an attitude of worship, you guys can to look up. I'm, I'm gonna demonstrate something to you, and I think it'll just bless your life. These times of worship. I remember this story. Pastor Joey Hip, you know, he he was used by God and this young man he said man I gotta find out what you do like can I can I come and join you in your prayer your prayer time your your secret place I gotta see what you do man I just gotta find out what you, what it is that you do and Joy Hip you know he sees this young guy he's just like no I'm not I'm not gonna do that what are you talking about Joy Hip he was preaching to to crowds and and, and you know the, the minister Joy Hip he goes back to his hotel room and he's praying and God tells him you know what go get that young man bring him in here show him what this is about and also a simple illustration, he calls in, in um, uh, Wayne, Pastor Joe's friend, and he says, I'm going to show you what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray right. You're just going to sit in the corner, and I'm just going to pray. And, you know, you can join me in prayer. And all this simply was, was this, the man of God, how he'd prepare for services and sermons. He'd stand in the middle of the room, in the middle of his hotel room, and he'd close his eyes. And Wayne said that he saw the pastor stick out his hand. He says, Jesus, come lead me today. Come grab me by the hand and lead me. Because if you don't lead me, I can't go. Because if you don't lead me, I don't know what to do. God, I need you to be with me. Come grab me by the hand. Enjoy him and just stick his hand out. As a sign like, God, I'm, you're walking hand in hand with me. I'm not alone in this. God, you are with me. And I stuck in Joey's hip, sorry, and I stuck in, in Pastor Wayne's heart. Then in a moment of quietness, when we don't feel God or when you don't see God, just close your eyes, just stick out your hand, and say, God, come walk with me. Come walk with me and believe by faith that he is. You don't have to struggle for it. You don't have to fight for it. It's not something we have to fight for. We have to, God, come down like we're begging God. I mean, he's like a father waiting to come down. And he'll grab you by the hand let's go. And just let me speak that faith and that confidence and that boldness and that assurance that when you do that, when you go after God, he's there for you. When you're running after God, when you're saying, God, I want you to be with me in this time, oh, he is so there. 
let's just close our eyes right now. We're just going to end right now with this, just a couple moments of just reflecting what God is doing right now. never leaves our side. You never abandon us. You never leave us on the side of the road. You always show us by your word. You always teach us where to go, what steps to do. Father, when we're afraid, when it seems like we're the only one, you're always there for us. And I declare that grace, that favor in every student's life here in Edelman right now. That God, we would just worship you just for who you are. That we wouldn't make it about just feeling goosebumps. God, because when there's no goosebumps, God, you are still there. Your word says so. And Father, we just encounter you. We just ask for more of your love, God, that you will pour it out. You pour out more of your spirit upon our lives. God, it gets hard sometimes, but God, you said you are there with us. And that's our declaration of faith. How high, how low, how deep, how wide. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Father, I just pray right now for this entire group that's here today, God. Father, let them not walk out of this place with the assurance that you love them. Your word says it, God. Father, I pray that they would have an encounter, God. Not just a worship service, but an encounter. God, an experience with you, Father, that will stick in their hearts. That when things come their way, when friends come their way and discourage them, when family comes their way and discourages them, when things go bad, God, when things are good, that we will still come after you, God, because we'll remember that one time where you done messed us up, God, where your spirit came strong. Father, we remember this time of worship when you spoke to us. I believe today you guys were spoken to by the Lord. Some things personally. Just remember these things. Remember as he's your father, as he leads you in life. I'll tell you what, there's plenty more where that came from. Father, we just ask for more. As we move on with today's service, God, as we move on with the life groups and all that you have for us, God, I just pray for a joy, for a peace, God. For your spirit to reside in every heart in this place. That's my desire, that your Holy Spirit would reside in our hearts and that we would know you more in worship and passion and our heart's expression to you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, come on, and everybody said, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise for me, please. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. If you're just walking in right now, we just want to welcome you to Elevate. We just had an awesome time of worship. What we're going to do right now, we're just going to break out into life groups. Uh, JC soldiers right over Chia, my saints in the back right over Chia, and we're gonna have my warriors for Christ right over Chia. Go ahead and break out, break out. Next three minutes, we're gonna go ahead and break back in. So three minutes, come on.
about Jesus and our discussions. That all that I could have passed in a moment. But I translated that information and owned it. The mama's faith is my faith, and I cannot hold it. My home and trying to throw it. I would never make it without God. One, two, one, two, one, two. All right, a minute and a half, minute 30 seconds. We're going to break back in. more seconds 30 more seconds y'all 30 more seconds we're gonna break back in come on Fifteen more seconds, fifteen more seconds, come on. Ten, nine, four, three, two, one. Come on and break back in, break back in for me, please.
Come on on, have a seat for me, please. Amen, amen. Got check, check, one, two, one, two. Welcome to Elevate. Y'all know what it is. Elevate 730. Check this out. We got a new logo. Cynthia put in work for this. Give it up for Cynthia, y'all. This is look good. I'm telling you. Here, let me get this for you guys. This was our old logo. This is what it would look like. So we'll talk about the upgrade. Can I get an amen? Can I get a praise God? We're excited for logos in this place. If not Jesus, come on now. So Elevate 730, guys. You guys came to the place to be. It's kind of loud. So I'm talking over freedom. It's the place to be freedom. <laughs> That's worked perfectly. It's exactly what we wanted. Amen. Elevate 730. Guys, bring your friends. We're excited to let you know that we have... Uh, some uh, exciting things in life groups uh, we just came up for. If you guys are excited for life groups, make some noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, y'all working at it. Amen. So, guys, we have some good things for you guys, some great things, obviously. Um, elevate every week. I'm just, can you help me do me a favor? Can you go to the next slide? We're working, we're working. We're working up here. Let's have to elevate. I mean, our vision here, what is our vision, y'all? Who can say it? I mean, our vision here, we believe in this 100%. If you guys read this, the Bible, you will find out throughout the entire Bible that God was loving people. And we have to love God. Amen. That's what God called us to do. We have a strategy here in this church. Connect, mentor, send. I have a couple friends um, that go to different churches um, in the city of Chicago, different churches around the states. And one of the things that I'm noticing, they're saying, like, man, you know what? Discipleship is very important. And I'm like, Duh. Like, we've been doing discipleship for the longest now. But one way we're very strategic in how we do it is connect, mentor, and send. And one way we connect you guys to what we're going on in the church is at a life group. If you can turn for the next slide for me, please. Um, we have our life group times, guys. Uh, we have Sundays. It's mostly Sundays. So connect with your life group leaders um, for more information. But that's one simple way to do that. Very chill place. And the next place we like to move with you guys is the mentor phase. That was very, very important. And you guys are looking at me like, man, he's the youth pastor. How did he get to preach? How did he get to like live for God? And how did he learn these things? It wasn't one day I just woke up and I know the Bible now. It's like I had to come and make myself teachable. Like the same way you guys go to school to learn, right? right? How many of you guys are learning something in school by a show of hands? <laughs> Some of you guys are not really like, I am learning for real, for real. But the idea is to learn. When you guys come in the house of God, we want to learn. Amen. And then we send you out. One of the things that is taking the streets by storm is the sending out ability of the church. And, I, and I'll share this really quickly. And when we get that, our vision up or the goal, rather, um, of what we believe in. Our goal is 100,000 disciples in Chicago with 50 churches and to plant 500 churches around the world. The power of the church of right here is it's an ability to send people out. Because if people keep on keep on coming to the church, that's great. And they get Jesus. But we have to tell others about Jesus. Amen. And so that is our goal here. We want to see 100,000 disciples in Chicago. Did you know there's about 7 million in Chicago right now? And all we're saying, God, all we want is 100,000. Come on, can God do it? 
He's going to use you, though. You have to believe it. With 50 churches to plant and 500 churches around the world, actually, right now, this very moment, in Ashland and North Avenue, we have another Elevate. I just, this, is, this thing gets me excited. We have another Elevate going on right now, and they're having a Modern Warfare 3 tournament. Pastor Ellie and Leilani are doing it big, so they're doing that. And guys, look, that's sending out. Amen? So that's happening before your eyes, so believe in it. Whenever you guys take some time, you think about the church, one thing to do, pray. Just pray for us as we do this. It's, it's, we come up here, and we preach the Word of God, and it's an honor to do that. But pray for us that God will send more people out. Amen? Amen. Next slide for me, please. This week, I'm sorry, this week, next week, next week, next week, January 20th through the 21st, we have our winter retreat. Now, guys, do we have the uh, permission slips? Permission slips. If you can go ahead, if I can get two of my leaders to run back there very, very quickly, grab these permission slips. And if you are 18 or younger, raise your hand. You want one of these. Sign it up. Fill it out. We want you guys to come to our winter retreat. Every year we do this. We go out to this giant church. We rent it out. There's a basketball court over there. There's a giant game room. There's a cafe. Uh, we have the services over there. We have the baptism. And at night, we go to the hotel. After party, there's a pool. So it's a lot of fun. And the cost is only 50 bucks. 50 bones, y'all. So look, listen. Generally, when the church does something like this, we have to pay a lot more because, you know, it's, it costs, all right? But guys, this is very cheap. Your meals are included with it. $50 and with um, Pastor Glenn coming and preaching. Every time this man of God comes in the house, he has a side name called White Tyrone. He go, like he asked, I think he's going to tell you the story. I, I pray he tells you the story. But it's a funny story. But comes every time this man comes out, I hey, man, he gets me excited about Jesus. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because of his relationship with God. Maybe. Or just he has a gift and anointing in that. Amen. So, guys, come on now. We want you guys to be there. Don't miss it. We're going to get more information to you guys on Life Group. So, attend Life Group. Next slide for me, please. Chicago SUM. Uh, Pastor Nancy informed me that we are having an SUM day. Okay? So, look. Amen. Hallelujah. I got SUM right there. If you feel like you have a call of God in your life, and what that means is that, man, God wants me to do the ministry. I'm not talking about, well, I'm called to be a lawyer. SUM is not for you. Well, I'm called to be um, what are the jobs? a doctor. I'm called to be a doctor. SUM is not for you. Those are great things. But if you have a call of ministry on your life, like, man, he's telling me to, to plant churches, to preach, to evangelize it, then this is the place for you to, to be at. And a matter of fact, February 4th at 4 p.m. here in this church, those who are interested and want to know more about SUM and, and like, I want to find out what it is, come there that night. It's going to be awesome, powerful word. Um, people are going to share testimonies and just amazing time uh, for God to be poured out into your lives and find out more about what we have going on in SUM. Amen. Next slide for me, please. And as you guys stand to your feet, to tithes and offering, just a little praise report um, from what happened last year. Last year... If you can lower the music down just a little bit more for me, please. Just turn it off. I don't need music right now. Um, last year, uh, okay, the year before that, rather, 2010, I became um, the youth pastor. Okay, it's 2012 right now. And the year before that, there was another guy here who was a youth pastor. And Elevate was running. And one of the things that had happened, we, uh, we went over the tides. So as a church, you guys collected more than we did the previous year and more in missions. Not to say that, you know, this youth pastor is a better youth pastor than the other youth pastor. I'm not saying that. 
What I'm saying is God is using you guys. So let's give God a hand clap of praise just to praise you for it. Because sometimes you're just like, uh, what happens to my money? Don't you guys think about that? Like ties and offering, put it in the buckets, and you never see it again. Like what happens? Like Pastor Adam driving a better car, like what in the world? That's what happened. No, 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 no. We don't do that. As a matter of fact, what I do here, I don't get paid for it. It's totally free because I love you guys. What God is doing, he's using you. So believe it. I mean, I was speaking with a pastor from India. We have a church in India. He was like, man, Adam tells them, you know, I love them. Tell them I send my hellos, my greetings to them. I'm like, you got it, Pastor. man. even from Nepal. So, um, guys, it's amazing things that are happening over there. And uh, you guys are doing it. Amen. Amen. So, guys, we always believe it. We always share it. A tithe is 10% of your total income. If you work a job, 10% of what you make in two weeks goes to God. The Bible says it. And it's an offering. An offering is whatever you offer to God after your I believe this. If you want to be blessed, that's what you need to do. Amen. A pastor said it to me like this one time. He said, like, God is waiting to pour out blessings on your life. I mean, he's, he's, he's wanting to do that for his children. He wants to bless. The reason why he can't bless is because there's no outlet for it to go through. Because he's blessed you, and so you already clogged up. And the way we get, you know, we give is a releasing for that. So put it like this, pressure like a, a, a pressure, right, right? If there's a pressure going through like a hole or something and we top, we top that hole, there's this lot of pressure building up and what, what that pastor was saying is like, look, God is waiting to use you and, and, and bless you to be a blessing to others. Uh, there's a girl one time in elevator. I'm taking a little bit more time because it's really important and, and I love what we're doing but just encourage you. Uh, a girl in elevator one time, she gave a thousand dollar offer. I'm not going to say who her name was. Imagine that. A thousand dollars. She said, God, use me. For a check for a thousand dollars. Hallelujah. I mean, come on now. If that was your youth, you would say, Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God, right? So, guys, God can use you in the weirdest ways. I mean, not the weirdest, but He just will. Amen. So, we like to read this verse here, Acts 20 35, and it goes like this. <laughs> Whoops. Because I had taken so many times. Next night. <laughs> Okay, Acts 20, 35, it says this. Remembering the words of the Lord Jesus. What do you say? Oh, come on. Let's say that one more time. Everybody, let's say it. Acts 20, 35. Remembering the words of the Lord Jesus. Come on. Come on, let us pray. Father, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus, God, that you would open up our hearts, Father, and convict us, Father, when we've been stingy, Father, when we've been greedy, God, Father, we might be that way towards our friends, but, Father, not towards you. I pray we pray that you would use us in just the weirdest and most craziest ways, God. I pray that you would bless each student here so that they can be a blessing unto others in Jesus' name. And everybody said, come on up as you give. DJ, play that track for me, please. Amen. Said I'm brainwashed, feel good to be brainwashed. I refuse to stand here. Listen to them say. Check, check, check. One, two, one, two. I mean, if you're in your seats and you have your Bibles, open up your Bibles to Luke 10:38 through 42. Luke 10:38 verses. Uh, Luke 10 verses 38 through 42. Amen. This this month we are in a series called Elevate to a Whole New Level. If you are a visitor here, we love you here. We have some prizes. So before you leave, we have some cool prizes, candy. Want to give to you guys. If you're a visitor, just go ahead and raise your hand. First time, for your first time here. Let me. They're all they're all right over. Yeah. <laughs> it's like is it me? Yeah, you. 
Uh, we love you guys. We want to celebrate you guys that you're here. We're like, we finally got them. Lock the doors. No, just kidding. Um, but we are excited. I remember I used to go to a church um, that celebrated any visitor because we, we hardly got visitors. And, you know, every time a visitor came up, we used to stand up. Tell us your name. Where are you from? And the whole entire church were like, ah, <laughs> they're alive. There's people in the world, you know. So we're excited about you guys coming here, hearing the word of God. Amen. Today's sermon is called Priority Number One. Look to your neighbor and say, what is your priority? And go ahead and answer them. Go ahead and answer them. Don't give them a superficial answer. It's just like, oh, I want to do this. Tell them what's, what's your priorities in life. Just go ahead and share one. As you open up to Luke 10, 38 through 42, today's message is about keeping our priorities. And I want to share this with you guys because in the world today, we have... So much of our priorities, so messed up. Just keeping it real, okay? And sometimes it takes someone to love you enough to say, hey, you got to get your life in order. You just have to. Because when things are not in order, I mean, things start falling apart. They just do. I mean, with, with no order in a home, if you look at it just on the outside, a, a house can be really messy. I actually know a friend who, who their parents didn't give a rip about cleaning anything. And he doesn't invite people over to his house because it's, it's really bad. He invited me over one time, and I was walking, and I was just like, whoa. He's like, yeah, bro, you, you had to walk a certain way. Like, I'm not sure if you've seen those shows, like, you know, the clutter monster, monsters, and like, oh, my gosh, like, all, like what, how old is this newspaper? 1985, like, what in the world? Like, why are you keeping this here, the spider webs? And so with no order, things become really messy really fast. And that's how our life has become. You know, without God. And in a sense, in the spiritual, we're going to look in the spiritual, and I believe there's a great application in the physical. Just getting things in order. Like, I need to be organized. And today's priority is Jesus Christ. Amen. So if you're with me, in Luke 10, verses 38 to 42, say amen. We're going to read it, and if you guys can do me the favor and stand for the reading of the Word of God. I want to get into the habit of standing as we read the Word of God today. Let's just honor His Word. Luke 10, 38 through 42, and I'll read it out in the NIV, and it says like this. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened up her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he had said. But Martha was distracted by the, all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Verse 41, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Amen. You guys can be seated. This is a story about two sisters Mary and Martha, Martha being the oldest and Mary being the youngest. And here when we get into the word of God, we see that when the context, there's, a, there's obviously prior to that Jesus was preaching to people. You know, he's probably, you know, tired and he comes and he stays in her house. And these two women, are, they, they're hearing that Jesus is coming to their house. Jesus is coming to that. God is coming to their house. God in flesh is coming to their house. And they're just like, oh, my gosh. Martha gets it, gets it, uh, makes it her business to start cleaning, uh, getting things ready in the house. And Mary's just like, man, Jesus is coming. I'm excited. 
And so Jesus comes through the door and he's there and, and Martha's still cleaning. She's like, I mean, I got to do this and pick up the dishes. And, and Mary, just, she just sits at his feet. And Martha's over here just working up a sweat like, I can't believe this. And she stops to the point where she looks to Jesus. Jesus, you're not going to tell her to do anything. I'm like, for real, you're going to tell her not to help me? Come on, tell her she needs to do something. Nowadays, you can lower my mic down just a a tad bit. Um, Nowadays, it's something like that. I don't know if you guys live with siblings. If you have other siblings in the house, go ahead and lift your hands. Okay, you guys know that in the house that chores are usually divided evenly. That's what they say, all right? They're usually divided evenly. And when so-and-so doesn't do their chore, somehow you get left with it. Like, now you got to do their chore. Right? Is that anybody, does that ever happen to anybody else in this? Okay, so I'm not going crazy. Okay, so you think I'm getting picked on. But anyways, this is what happened was here. Martha was doing her job in the house. Jesus is coming. It's pretty, it's pretty much a big deal. The king of kings, the lord of lords, the one who the, the entire earth is, is groaning for. Jesus is, is coming and she's not cleaning. And what seems to come to mind is that Mary... You're not doing the right thing. You don't have your priorities right. The house is a mess. Come clean up. I want to talk to you about being busy. Here we have a, a clear understanding of Jesus coming into a place and someone's very busy doing other things and someone is right at their feet. Mary is right at her feet. And Jesus says this to the one who is busy. There are many things. Uh, I'm trying to look for it. You are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and that will not be taken from her. I think we can look to this example. Jesus was saying, hey, look, you're, you're too busy for your own good that you're missing the thing that you need, the better thing. And in our life, especially in church and, and nowadays and, and in the high school, I mean, you want to talk about Jesus Christ. I mean, you're going to be out there. You're going to be put in a category like they're religious I was watching some sports, and Tim Tebow, I'm not sure if you guys know who that is. He's a famous, uh, he's a, a professional quarterback for the Denver Broncos. He's a man of God, and he just gives, all he does is I give a God honor and glory, and everything that I do, I just want to give him praise. And people have taken that to extreme. It's like, oh, you can't bring Christianity into, into sports, and, nah, nah, nah. and and everybody knows about him. The good thing is that people are also like researching his faith, like what's he believe in? You know, it's an awesome testimony unto God. Um, but he knows his priority. And one of the things that you'll find out is just it's delicate to bring Christianity and religion into the world, and especially for you guys in your high schools. And so one of the things that I want to encourage and help you organize is your priorities. And we'll start with the spiritual, amen? It's like this. This is a quote from Matthew Henry. He was a commentator. Uh, basically, he read through the whole entire Bible. And he says, you know what, I'm going to make some comments about this. He is a man of God. He researched everything he did and he wrote some comments, you know. And this is what he said. He said, worldly business is a snare to us when it hinders us from serving God and getting good to our soul. I'll read that one more time. He said, worldly business is a snare to us when it hinders us from serving God and getting good to our soul. The Bible says that God is good and we need God in our lives. But sometimes when we're so busy... We don't have time for God. You notice that? that you, when you become so busy, you don't have time for the ones you love. It can even happen in family. It, you become so busy that you have no time to spend. 
Right now we're talking about the Lord, and even in your heart, when you have more things on your plate, there's less time to read your word or pray. And that should be a concern for us because, hold on a second. I need to have a relationship with Jesus. First, let me start with that. When we think about this, we're examining not anybody else in this room, not your neighbor, not not your parents, but your own relationship. And the goal of a relationship I was sharing with leaders earlier is healthy. We want to be healthy. Some of the things in a healthy lifestyle, you know, you start to see your ways change because you're getting to know Jesus more. If you're still cussing, putting up fits, getting angry over the same old thing, if you're still looking at the same thing, pornography on the Internet, if you are still dealing with these things with no progress, I'm talking about like for, for years now, I'm talking this is the same old way. I'm talking about for, for months and you just don't, there's something wrong. My relationship is not healthy. What I have on the outside is just a religion, but it's not doing anything in my heart. And I believe one of the things that has happened, especially to youth, is that we become too busy. We don't even work jobs. But when we ask you, hey, can you come over here? Go out evangelizing with us Friday. And ask, hey, can you come out to elevate this coming Friday? Oh, I'm going to be busy. What are you busy with? What you got going on? But in their mind, they've worked themselves into this state of business. When I become too busy, I neglect reading the word and praying. I'm just going to rattle off a couple of things when we become too busy. When I become too busy, I neglect the fellowship of the believers, church, life group, and you'll start to notice it. It's subtle. Prioritizing your life. When I become too busy, God gets pushed to, to the back. For example, I mean, I can only share what I know. I, I was in high school like you guys back in 2007, Lane Tech, what, what. But, uh... Anybody here go to Lane Tech except for Kevin? Monique, you graduated already. Amen. You went to Lane Tech? Hallelujah. We got some Lane Tech in the house. Amen. I don't know why I went there, but I went there. But um, but I remember just when I was hearing stuff like this, you know, put God first. And I'm just like, okay, I'm keeping it real. I had a girlfriend. She came to church with me, and, and I thought I was all good. If she came to church with me, it's, it's, it's all good. Like, it's fair game. Like, I can talk to her. It's not anything bad. And, and one thing led to another, and we didn't have any boundaries in our relationship. And, and before you knew it, you know, we started sleeping with each other. It started off innocent. With about two, three months, we started sleeping with each other. And it happened just like that. And I remember just giving myself into this relationship more and more and more. I started off the year excited on fire for Jesus. I remember, too, like, you couldn't tell me anything else other than Jesus Christ. I would tell my baby. Matter of fact, we got all the baseball team to come to our youth group. Most of the youth group was our baseball team. And they're the other baseball players from different schools. But I just remember I was excited about God. And when, when that happened, I started telling people about God. It's just a result of what was in my heart. But then when I noticed that, you know, she started getting in the way. And it wasn't her fault. Because it's not like she forced herself upon me. I put her there in that position. I made her into something more than what she was supposed to be. And one thing led to another. And I just, you know what, especially when you compromise and give in to sin, you just don't feel the same way towards the things of God. You just don't look at just like now church becomes a bother to you. Like uh, now God is not working around your schedule. Like didn't you know that I have band practice? 
Didn't he know that I had this? Didn't he know that I was going to go on a date today? That it's our, it's our first year anniversary? Didn't he know that it's our second month anniversary? You guys celebrate the silliest things. We've been a week in a relationship. Like, come on now. But I just remember that. It's just like, God is now getting in my way. How dare he? I'm just not going to go to church. And you start, you start getting away from that. You start getting away from people that even would encourage you. Hey, get back in church. Hey, you know what? Get back into Jesus. It's not even about church. It's about a relationship. When I become too busy, I neglect the fellowship of believers. I stay away from people that will keep it real. You will stay away from them. Your leaders, your pastors. How about this? When I become too busy, I am open to physical exhaustion, which leads to spiritual exhaustion. When you become so preoccupied with different things, and you can see it on your faces sometimes. Sometimes I come up here, and, and I can see everything, and I was... I was guilty as them all. I just remember sometimes going to elevate. Just, I mean, next time I'll call you guys out, maybe wake you guys up. But I just remember, just like, I couldn't even listen to the word of God. Coming into the house of God, sleeping, did me no good. Physical exhaustion. Listen to this. This is the key. People don't understand. This is how it works. When you become too busy in your body. Your spiritual nature starts to weaken because you can't even keep up with what God is doing. You can't keep up. And I remember this one time as a, it came as a rebuke towards me, um, and I'm, I'm not afraid to share it. Uh, one time, I was working crazy hours at work, and I wasn't a pastor yet, but I was leading some different ministries, and I just got tired. Like I was like, you can see it in my eyes. You can, there's bags, there's black, and I'm just like, oh, I got to do it. Jesus wants me to do this, and then my pastor pulls me to the side one day, and he's just like. Hey, dude, uh, are you getting any rest? It's like, no, man, I got all this to do, but I'm doing it for Jesus. It's like, what are you talking about? You're not getting any rest. It's like, yeah, but I thought you want me to do this because it's like you need rest. Yeah, but I got to say, hold on a second. Prioritize your life, set some things straight, and get some rest because you being tired won't do God any good. You start forgetting things. You'll start, you know, doing different things. You won't be focused. No, a lot of the times God calls us to be focused. And many times we don't have our focus on God, but it's somewhere else. And half the time we're just drained in our bodies. I want to teach you this, and you probably won't hear it much time in the church. Like, guys, it's very important for you guys to have a day of rest. You're probably never going to hear that in a sermon ever again, but probably in a teaching setting. But it's important for you guys to have a day where you can just rest. It's just like, okay. I can just, I can be free to do whatever I want. Just rest. Take some time off. Because spiritually, you'll refresh yourself. And if you want to remain in relationship with God, just take some time and say, God, this time's for you. It's my quiet time with God. Amen. Amen. So just take some time to rest in God's presence. Just rest from doing anything. Okay. That doesn't mean that when mom tells you to clean your room, mom, I'm taking my rest right now. Like, I am not going to do anything. The pastor told me to rest, and it's exact. I don't care what the pastor told you to do. You're going to clean that room. We're going to get in trouble over here. So please, obey your parents. Rest without breaking, without sinning. Amen? So find some time, guys. Like, if you're so busy, busy, just take some time. Just like, I'm going to chill. Don't be so busy in your body. Amen? One of some of the things that happen, I just highlighted right here. Some of the things that happen when you are very busy in your body is you are susceptible to sin. And that's why I stress it. I stress it to my leaders, one of my leaders. that When I tell you guys, guys, get some rest, it's because that if you guys don't rest, you'll come into an elevate and you're, you're trying to lead people. And what happens is uh, 
you can't even think what God is trying to tell you. Like, for example, you guys have no idea some of the things it has or it, it, it takes to be a leader. And this is more for my leaders. I'm, I'm, I'm teaching you guys right now. It's, it's more in the sense you can hear what God is speaking to you and be able to give that to others. And being at a place where it's just like, okay, I'm refreshed. I can speak into people's lives. I can hear God. I'm moving and grooving. You know, I, I'm not susceptible to sin. Generally, the time, and this is for everybody now, when you are so busy in doing things, not even focusing on God, that's when sin becomes so easy. Go back this past week. Look back this past week. When you were so busy, think about it. Track with yourself. Sin, whether some people deal with anger, whether some people think uh, or deal with you know different th- doubts about themselves, or people deal with you know perversion, lust towards the opposite sex. I was so busy, I had God was nowhere in sight. I was just seeing this, and so that's why it's important to do that. Disinterested in the things of God, I mentioned that before. Matthew twenty six forty one. I definitely want you guys to get there, and I want to read and take my time with the passages. Matthew 26, 41, it says this. It says, Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. What is God saying to us right there? He says, The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. I believe that the Lord is telling us, Look, I am ready. Look, during your hard times of temptation, during your hard times of when you feel weak in your spirit, I am ready to be there to give you strength. But your body is so weak. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We can read that once more. It says this. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. I mean... Not to, not to call names or anything, but sometimes that transitions into worship. You know, for some of you guys who came late, we were worshiping here. And, and generally when we sing songs to God, it's our expression unto the Lord of what's happening on the inside. And sometimes when you guys first get saved, you're excited, you're jumping and running around the church. Afterwards, when you just get so tired, just like you get out the way for people to run by you. It's like, go ahead. Like you've already done it all. And what that shows me, it's like, man, man, something is, is, is wrong. It's, it's not in the sense, well, I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm going to do it a different way. It will just show your heart. You're just spiritually tired. It's just like, I can't do this anymore. And it's become repetition. And you don't feel the love of God. And it's hard to accept and digest these words. It's just like, God loves me. Yeah, whatever. Sure. And the pastor's trying to encourage you. Hey, how's your day going? Whatever. You don't want to talk to me. And that's where that comes from. We're not going to blame the devil on everything. Is that, did I say that right? We're not going to blame the devil for everything. Hallelujah. We can't blame him. Well, I'm tired. <laughs> well, get rest. No one told you to stay up at night talking to so-and-so. Well, wake up in the morning. See, I work in the morning. I work at 4 o'clock in the morning. And I get up, I look on Facebook, talking to him was so amazing, gives me goosebumps, hearts. I'm like, what in the world? Why are you up at 4 o'clock in the morning? You got school. Think y'all crazy. I'm just, I'm for real. I'm just, this morning I was just like, why are they doing up right now? It's like, you know what I mean? And some of the silly, I'm not going to get there. Some of the silliest comments, I'm awake. It's like, don't have to put that out there. Delete you. (laughs) Just what's in my heart. I need to confess. (laughs) Hallelujah. Rest. 
I'm not going to blame the devil for me sleeping in, in church. Well, nudge your neighbor if they're sleeping. Come on now. Nudge them if they're sleeping. You can't blame the devil. Like, devil, <laughs> lay hands on somebody, they're sleeping. You spirit of sleep, it ain't working like that. Get rest in your bodies. I think that's a good word for all of us who receive. Watch and pray so that you don't fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body's weak. Know that this, God does not sleep. Y'all know that? God does not sleep. Oh, it's like, why is it? I'm getting lost in that thought. He is always ready for us. Guys, take advantage of that. Take time to pray. If in this week you take some time to pray and ask God, God, you are willing, just open up your love to me. God, just pour out your spirit. I'm telling you, he will come. Amen. How about this? When I become too busy, I am neglecting Christ. And that is the crux. That is the main message. When I become too busy, the end result, I neglect Jesus. Like, I forget about him. The Bible says this. Exodus 23 to 4 says, You shall have no other gods before me, and you shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything. Half the time when when God is not a priority in our life, we've made idols. Check this out. Of people, of relationships, of friends, of, of objects. Ask yourself, what's my idol today? What is the one thing that I'm spending more time in? What is it? For some of us, it's a boyfriend or girlfriend. And half the time, we're not even dating like a Christian. Well, some of us, it, it can, you know, they can even be good things, like family. It's so easy for us, you know, sometimes the devil's like, well, you put your, your family's at priority. And God is saying you can't have, listen, the Bible's saying that when you put God first, he can fill you up with his love so that you can be able to go better serve your family. Because the Bible says things like that. If, if, he, if one can't neglect their family, if one can't neglect their father and their mother for me, they're not worthy. What is God saying when he says things like that? He's saying, look, if you put me first, I'll send you back into your family so you can fill them up, so you can teach them my word, so they can know me too. You become distracted. I'm seeing it a lot today in the church that when we come into the house of God, many of the times we're so distracted. We're so distracted. We're not focused on the things. that We're just like, I don't even, ah. It'll go in one ear and out the other. And it happens often. And you can see it on people's countenances. You can see it on their face. You're just distracted. A lot of times it's what you're dealing with on the inside. Here are some ways I believe that the Word of God has given us to teach us how to get past these busyness, how to get past, you know, my, my, my idols. The first one's repent. <laughs> That's the first one. That's the best one. When you make a mistake, you repent. That word means to turn around. Stop what you're doing and turn around and stop doing it. If you're sleeping around with your boyfriend or girlfriend, stop doing it. The Bible says repent, cut it off. That thing is leading you astray, leading you straight to the pits of ice. It says stop doing that. Turn around and repent. When Jesus is my priority, I am positioned to bear the fruit of the Spirit. See, when God is the center of your life, you put yourself at a place where God's Spirit can use you. 
Many a time people get so discouraged from, from following Christianity because they don't see God doing anything in their life. You ask them, why wasn't God there for this? Why, is, why wasn't God there in this? Why did my family have a divorce? Why did so-and-so happen to my cousin? Why did this happen, happen, have to happen to my friend? Explain to me why this happened. Why is it so much evil when you get that question after an awesome lot? But I believe one of the things we can do is when we put ourselves in God, we're, be, we're able to be used by him. How about this? Open up your Bibles quickly to Galatians uh, 22 to 25. Quickly. Galatians. Uh, Galatians 5, verses 22 through 25. And it says this. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against those, against such things, there is no law. Those who belong in Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with his passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. When you put Jesus number one, when he's a priority in your life, when you seek him, what happens is this. The fruit of the Spirit, God's Spirit, will start to manifest. It will start to bear these things in your life. Joy, love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I think right there, if we would allow God to do what he's supposed to do in our lives, it would deal with a lot of the sin issues that we have. It would deal with a lot of the insecurities that we have. It would deal with a lot of the stuff and the junk in our lives. If we allow his, if we allow God to do what he's supposed to do in our lives, but we stop God. Because we, you know what? We say, God, not you right now. Uh, Friday, it's my boyfriend time. This is my, my friend time. Oh, God, this is my time where I can go ahead and just, you know, play PlayStation all day, whatever you guys do. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You know, one of the things we do at work, whenever we, we get there, we have to clock in to say that we've worked, you know, that we were there. And I don't want to make, you know, praying or reading your word or anything like that, like as a job. But some of us hasn't, haven't clocked in with Jesus. Some of us haven't spent time in the secret place praying to God. Or I say, God, I need you at that confession. So this love, it's not there. And say, so, you know what? We believe it's there, but it's actually lust. A lot of the times you long relationships without Jesus Christ. They say, so I love so-and-so. No, you don't. You're lusting after him. You know what? Oh, joy. Joy is not, like you're excited for one week. Next week. Your status updates, like, I can't believe such and such. They did this, this, this. There's no joy. How about this? Peace. Everything's going to be okay. And you'll go to people that will tell you that. And it just keeps on getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Kindness. Some of the meanest people out there, I'll tell you. <laughs> you walk into them. You just don't want to be around them. Goodness. Faithfulness. Gentleness and self-control. You can't control anything. Because God's Spirit's not in you, allowing you to give you the power to do that. Do you think that as some just token, do you think that just coming to church is just going to be the ticket for you guys to start changing? Or do you think that you have to spend some time in prayer, spend some time with God, allow His Spirit to, to do what He's supposed to do in your life? Or do you think it's just going to happen? Well, I prayed it didn't happen to me. That's because you're not allowing Him to do it. 
You're not making time with him. How is he supposed to change you? How is he supposed to encourage you? How is he supposed to build you up if you're not even spending time with him? You're a fake. You sold out. What's your selling price? A boy? A girl? Is that worth your soul? Is that worth you going to hell over? Is that your calling price? Is that all the devil has to hang in your face? I'll give you a boyfriend if you just come this way. Come over here this way. Come over here. Come over here. You can hear the screams getting louder. It's over here, just around the corner. Keep on coming. What's your selling price? And would you say today that, uh uh-uh, that's not my selling price? Because when you look at the cross of Jesus Christ, that was no small thing. God dying in your stead where you should have been. He said, I'll take that. So they can have freedom. That's what I want. I want more love in my life. I want more joy, more peace, more patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I want to be walking step and step in the spirit. I just don't want my lips to say that I love them, but my actions don't follow them. I want some things to change. Because I remember when I prayed Jesus come into my heart, I meant it. I meant it. I wanted it to happen. I wanted God to do it. Guess what? He requires me to do something about it. Not just come to church, but allow him to change me. When Jesus is my priority, I'm at peace with God. How about that? When God is number one, you don't see God has a way. If you've been saved, if you gave your life to Jesus and you're backsliding, one of the things the Holy Spirit will not do, he won't leave you alone. He says, you're going to feel kind of, you're going to, man, I know that's wrong. Yep, the Holy Spirit's telling you that you shouldn't do that. He's there because he loves you. That is grace. You know, he doesn't have to do that, tell you that. He can allow you to go further and further and further. But that he reminds you, hey, look, bring this back. When, I, uh, when Jesus is my priority, I'm at peace with God. How about this? When Jesus is my priority, I receive favor from God. When God is number one, see, he blesses those who, bl- who bless him. See, he blesses those like... This is number one in his life. I'm blessing him. Opportunities, jobs, you know. It doesn't work like this. Like if you don't study for a test, God, I'm, I'm going after you. He's not going to give you an A. He's not going to help you cheat. on. That's not how it works. I used to think that, you know, when I become a Christian, somehow you become better at everything. You know, you get better grades. You're, you're nicer. It doesn't work like that. You got to study for your grades. Don't ask Jesus to help you on a test you didn't study for. Amen. When Jesus is my priority. I can lift my hands and worship to him. If you can stand to your feet from me as we, as we close. When Jesus is my priority, how about this? I can lift my worship to him. There's a, there's a psalm. If you can get some music just lightly in the back for me, uh, please. There's a psalm. It's a pretty popular psalm. Most of us will know, even if it's our first time in church today. Definitely not that song. <laughs> Just kill the moment right now. Dim the lights. Bring the candles out. You know, <laughs> someone bringing candles. Like, what's going on? Um, there's a psalm in the Bible. King David. Man, I smell like it. King David, a man of God. The Bible says that King David, the only person in the Bible that describes him as a man after God's own heart. And he said this. He said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. 
He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. See, when David is saying that, here's a young boy, and he's writing this as a shepherd boy. The youngest of his family, he's probably the one to get overlooked, and all boys. There's about six of them, and he's the last, he's the youngest one. So everybody's going to look to the oldest, because the oldest is the, the strongest, most handsome. So David, here he is on, on a field taking care of sheep. The Bible says that David was a shepherd, and he was, that's his job back in that day, take care of sheep, you know? There was a point in time where David had to kill a lion. He had to kill a bear. I don't know about you, but I have some problems in my life, but one of them is not facing lions or bears or tigers or my Hallelujah. <laughs> but as a young man, this, this is what he said. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in one. It sounds like a guy who's pretty sure that Jesus is number one. Sounds like a guy to me who knows who he is in Jesus. Sounds like a guy who, who's like, man, Jesus, I want you first. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in one. There's nothing that I need. Isn't that awesome? God is in control of my life. I got it all. I'm set. I'm straight. He goes on to say in Psalms 24, he says this. He says, who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? If you can just bow your eyes, bow your eyes, close your eyes and bow your heads, hallelujah. We're bowing our eyes in the house of God. We're just in a moment of seriousness, guys. I know that we can joke around and laugh. We're going to pray right now. We want to pray with you. But here's what's at stake, your life. Some of us are slipping away. Some of us are slipping away. We're becoming too busy. Some of us are having our priorities misorganized and God is at the bottom of the list here's what David says he says who may ascend the hill of the Lord who may stand in his holy place he who has clean hands and a pure heart who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false he will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Right now, I just want to pray for us right now, just in an attitude of prayer. This is a support provider. Here's what we're going to do. We're just going to have a time of prayer. We're going to pray for the entire service. We're going to pray for the entire congregation. So right there, where you're at, in your seat right now, I want you to ask yourself this question. Do I have my priorities in order? Do I have my priorities in order? Or has Jesus slipped off from being number one? Is he number five? Is he number three? Or even number two, guys. He doesn't belong number two. He belongs number one. Here it is. It's a hard issue. Right now, if that's you, there's something in your heart. And all you have to do right now is just make a confession of Jesus Christ. And saying, God, I realize that I've messed up that God you have not been number one in my life but God I want my heart to change come right now if that's you just at your seat where you're at just say God forgive me of my sin I have messed up royally God I have taken your word for granted God I have turned to other things to satisfy God I've looked away when you gave me love I looked for other places for love God I ask that you would fill my heart 
And God, I ask that you would show me my sin, that you would convict me of it. Father, I repent for my sins. You just have to repent right now. Come on, turn away in your heart right now. Hallelujah. Father, I just pray for this entire group right now. Father, you know where they're at in their seats. And Father, I just pray for faith. Faith in their lives, Father God. I pray, Father God, for a boldness, for a power to break free from those chains of addictions. Father, from those things of struggles that they keep on struggling with week to week to week. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, that you would bring freedom to their life in Jesus' name. Here's what we're going to do right now. If that was you, if you just say, hey, man, you know, there has been some things that have been off in my life as far as priorities go. And I know it starts with my heart. If you're saying today in this place, God, I want more of you in my heart. I just want more of you in my heart to get my priorities fixed. I just invite you to the altars right now. Well, you can put the music up just for me just a little bit. Just come up right here and just start praying, saying, God, you know my heart. For those in your seat, if you're a little embarrassed, you're ashamed, maybe to even come up. I just pray that you have boldness. But don't be discouraged. Know that God knows your heart. And for wherever you're at in this place, just say, God, work on my heart right now. My priorities are messed up. praying right now like this song says when you start releasing when you start giving yourself away towards God saying God fix this in my life God I give you this in my life what happens is he starts to pour out his spirit what's happening right now in your heart right now in your life God is pouring out his spirit there's grace there's a freedom in that as people of God just identify that right now and believe and stand firm like I have grace in my life that when I leave these doors I'm not going to mess up like I did coming in here open up our hearts God to receive it today to receive it God it's an attitude of prayer right now we're just going to close out in prayer but if you want to stay up here and just keep on praying. I'm just going to encourage you to do that. But for those who just want to hang out in fellowship, we're going to leave the back open for you guys to fellowship and hang out. If we can have some leaders go out there and prepare some things. I just pray right now in the name of Jesus, God, that you would speak to our hearts continually, continually, God. Prepare us for what you have in our lives, Father God, that we can get our priorities straight. That, Father, we don't have to keep on coming in circles and circles and circles. I just speak this out just as a warning for you guys. Sometimes when we listen to messages like this and we don't get things right in our lives, what happens is you're going to keep on running in circles. You're going to keep on running in circles until you make God number one. 
then he'll lead you, he'll lead you, he'll take. But if not, you'll run in circles. Some of the things that happen in your family is going to happen to you. You're running in circles. You're not allowing God's power and favor in your life. But how you break those things off of your life, you get, you get on Jesus. You make Jesus a priority. I just felt that there are going to be some people in here when they leave this place, they're going to be running in circles. And I, and I share this with you right now as a remembrance, as a warning. Only Jesus can break that circle. Only Jesus can break that, that, that repetitiveness in your life of keep on feeling empty, of keep on feeling like you're not good enough for God. Only Jesus. Father, I pray for grace in the house of God today. Father, that as we leave this place, God, for those who that word is for, God, I pray that you would stir it in their hearts, that, they, God, they wouldn't be ashamed of asking for forgiveness, but, God, they will come after you. Father, I pray that you would fill us up with your love more and more, Jesus, as we leave this place, let us start when we leave. And, God, we love you. We just give you all the glory and praise in Jesus' name. If you're still here and you just want to pray with us, we're just going to invite you to stay. But if not, we just dismiss you. We love you. We're going to be here next week. got some exciting things at the end of the month for you guys. Be blessed and just go in fellowship. Amen.